from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, Dr. John Deloney. We're going to be taking your calls for the next couple of hours, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be happy to chop it up with you. Um, one of my favorite things about this show is it's caller-driven. So people are calling in all the time, John, telling us really their deepest and darkest secrets because what I always find so interesting is people have a very hard time talking about money with their family, their friends, even their spouses, but they'll call into this show and tell like two knuckleheads like us, their deepest, darkest money secrets, the mistakes that they've made with money. And we're here for it. Probably they feel comfortable talking about that, John, because we've made all the mistakes that you could possibly make with money. Like we've done it too. And so it's like, you're among friends uh, who have done stupid things and had to pay the cost for it with their money. And around here, we call that stupid tax. Like if you've ever done something that's just like, oh, what was I thinking? And now you have to pay the piper, so to speak. We call that stupid tax. And uh, we want to hear that from you. Matter of fact, if you have some stupid tax that you would like to share with us, you can always email us. The email is ask at RamseySolutions.com and you can put stupid tax in the subject. But of course, we have to share some of ours, right, John? What's your favorite one? I have, the list is extensive. And so there's many to choose I know, from. I know, off the air, I heard her on the phone with their husband and they were just like, well, this one and this one Rattling time, this one off. time. <laughs> it was awesome. Um... Probably the one that there's two that stands out. Probably the one is uh, my husband. When I met him, he had a, a Jeep. Um, what's the what's the, not Liberty, not Wrangler Cherokee Cherokee. Thank you. And he had finally paid it off and like made the final payment. And he was like, yes, I finally paid off my Jeep. And like within weeks, we were at the car dealership to get a brand new Hummer oh. H3 <laughs> because we were like, yes, now we have a down payment to get loans again and i think about that to this day of like what were we thinking <laughs> we could have entered marriage and had a paid for car and been but instead we got a h3 hummer <sighs> and paid 435 dollars a month for it <laughs> it wasn't even Stupid a cool tax. car hey dude i i got out of college i remember i had seventeen thousand five hundred dollars in student loans which back then was a million dollars now would be a dream right <laughs> and I drove an 88 Tercel Easy hatchback. My friends called it the roller skate. And I looked like Fred Flintstone. It was so little. My body was so folded up in that thing. And the week I graduated, I went to a dealership and got the biggest, stupidest Texas compensation truck I could find. Wow. And it cost more than my student loan. So with one stroke of the pen, I doubled my debt load. And I thought I won. I, I was like, how do you like... How do you like them apples, America? I got a truck that I can't afford. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was the stupidest. I just, ah, so embarrassing. How long did it take before you were like, I can't? Or like, I I got to pay this off? I had it sold within 18 months. I couldn't breathe. It was so expensive. It was my buddy's dad, um, Randy Fox. He passed away a few years ago. Randy was an accountant. And I remember I drove it over to show him how cool it was. And he just looked at me and goes, this is stupid. Like, and he's a math guy, and yeah. just the way he looked at us, like, oh no, what have I done? Oh, but. stupid tax. I love it. Okay, in that same realm, uh, I hate to say this, John, but I think we've all done the rooms to go 
you know, no payments until, you know, the year 20, 2030 or whatever. And you're like, all right. And in your mind, in that moment, you're like, that year will never come <laughs> because it's like 15 years later. Like you're like, this year can That's never come. That's a problem for future Jade. We get it right now. We get it right now. And I think we bought the ugliest furniture that you could buy. It was all dark brown and it all matched. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you get the bed frame and the foot frame and the, the the matching side tables and the, you know, the dresser. And it all looks exactly the same, like no character. And uh, I don't know what we paid for it, but I know that they had said, you know, no payments until, you know, you're old and gray. We won. And somehow those payments came due. And I was like, oh, crap. I didn't have that stupid tax. I had probably another segment called stupid marriage idiot <laughs> oh, uh, it was after my second book went number one and we we're having dinner at the house and my wife said this is <laughs> last year she's like hey uh we've had a good couple of years and i was like yep <laughs> could we get rid of the uh, the headboard that you bought off craigslist and spray painted 15 years ago and i was like it works great and she's like what if we what if we Bought real furniture. <laughs> so I, we got funny. our first bed. And that I'm is so it. funny. But you did it the right way. We did, hey, you know what? We, we waited 20 years. So if I'm you such have... a catch, ladies. I'm a catch. <laughs> Listen, that's better than the stupid tax. <laughs> if you have stupid tax stories, be sure uh, to let us know. Ask at RamseySolutions.com. Put stupid tax in the subject. We want to hear about those and talk about them on the show. Let's go to Trevor. He's in Savannah, Georgia. Trevor, you're on the line. Hello, excited to talk to y'all. You too. What's going on? Um, so I got a question. Um, I'll just lay out some facts for you. That way you kind of know on a basis of where I come from. And uh, then I'll shoot the question. So I am 25. Uh, I have no debt right now. Um, I bought all my toys with cash, paid for all of them. I'm not married. Um, I make 80000 a year. Uh about I'm commission based, so somewhere around there. Okay. Anyway, um, I am looking. My next purchase would be a house. Um, I know that Dave always says marry the house, not the interest rate. So my question is, uh, I know that y'all say twenty percent down. Would you be okay, or would it be okay to get something with closer to like maybe ten or twelve percent down? That way, I can go ahead and start paying a mortgage on the house. Um, or should I wait, you know, two or three more years or so and save up the whole 20% and then buy by then? If you can afford it and it's less than 25% or less of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed rate, I'd probably go ahead and do it. Okay. I mean, cool. um, I got the range is between 5 and 20%. If you can get to 20, that's great. I don't know that I would delay it by three years to get there. Yeah, and it may not take that long. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at saving. Um I do have a thousand dollar like emergency fee and then a three to six month emergency fund set up. So, you know, if I bought and the air condition went out or whatever, I'm, I'm covered there. Um, okay, cool. So what are you looking um, at? Well, that's a pretty straightforward. Uh, so where I live, um, I live right around Savannah, um, somewhere around the 300,000 range. Okay. And what percentage of your take home is that going to end up being? Um, it'd probably be about 1500 a month or so. i make about 45 so that would be uh you know right around maybe 2700 something like that 20 or 27 percent maybe 30 percent something like that i'd want to listen i'm not trying to split hairs but try to get it to 25 if you can yeah 
you know, I mean, 26, 20, 26, 27, I'm not too mad at. But if you know you're upwards of 30, I would I would hold back because unless you see your income going up to cover that 5% in the foreseeable future, listen, that 5%, you feel it. And you're going to feel it in other areas of your budget, whether it be your spending budget, your fund money, it's going to shake out in some somewhere down the line, especially because you're in sales and you're on commission. I really want to make sure you meet those parameters. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. Your other host is Dr. John Deloney. We are taking your calls all hour long. Honestly, for the next couple hours, we'll talk about your life, your money, your relationships, whatever it is. You can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We got Tiffany in Chat Town. What's going on, Tiffany from Chattanooga? <laughs> Chattanooga, Yeah. <laughs> We do call it chat time. I know, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad I got a reaction from you. <laughs> I've never heard that yes. in my life. What, John? Everyone in this no. room is now dumber. For I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Chat town. Chat town. Chat town. How's it going, guys? We're doing good. <laughs> All right. So my question is now. I've been married. I'm 42. I've been married for 23 years. Nice. Um, my husband and I, yeah, we got married really young. My best friend in the whole entire world. So if he's listening, I am not dogging you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, this is going to be <laughs> awesome. The caveat. What's going on? <laughs> my question is, so we are um, preparing my youngest, our, our, our youngest, to um, go on and, and move out. She's about to graduate. She's got a plan. We're working on that. So this is literally our first time being by ourselves. We got married with a kid, so we have never been by ourselves. So I'm trying to figure out, I would like to be financially free so we can have more time and all that, but he is not on the same page with me on what to do with our money. So I'm trying to figure out how to convince him to start your guys' program. Ah, interesting. Um, Okay, so just making sure, this question is not really about the child going off to school. This is about you wanting to live your best life once your kids are out of the house. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So give me a picture of what life looks like now financially. I mean, are you guys combining the money? Are you on a budget? Tell me more. Okay. So literally just started listening to you guys. I binge mom at work. Don't tell anybody. Tell um, everybody. So I just started listening. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. 
Um, but I just started listening to you guys. And so we really haven't started any of the program whatsoever. Okay. Um, my husband is, um, he has owns his own business. So that kind of money is separated, but I have access, like we have access to each of our accounts, both of us, but his money for his business is separated. What about the money that he pays himself in payroll? Does that go into a combined account or does that stay on his side? No, no, it's, it just stays on his side, but oh, I can okay. like, I can pull money. I mean, we don't, we don't separate like that. It's just that kind of money. It's just in a different account. Okay. So I would say that you guys probably, it, it sounds like the way it is, you probably could combine finances for real, for real. And it'd be pretty painless because yeah. by definition, I don't really feel like you're combined right now, even though it seems like there's kind of a, a, a good amount of openness. I'd like for it to be like, there's no veil. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just one account um, or one or two accounts that you guys are both on. It's not your account over here and his account over there, but you can kind of creep over there if you want to. So right. that that would probably the, be the first step is I'd sit down tonight and say, you know, Bob, I love you. And I think that I'd love to start really combining our money. I know that we have access into each other's accounts, but I would love if we just had it in one place and we can see it together. And while I'm on this subject, I listened to some crazy folks on the radio and they said that we should get a budget and I'd love to start budgeting with you and kind of just let him know what's on your heart and let him know that you're really excited about this. And more than that, tell him why you're excited about it. And I think that's going to be a good introduction into the conversation. Cause if somebody comes to me, John, and says, I want you to be a bigger part of my life and financially i'd love if we could share money together and i can share mine with you and you can share yours with me and i'd love if we could sit down and like plan our month together and like all the fun things that we want to do with money and what we want to accomplish for me that's a love language like that's a compliment now i don't know your husband i called him bob what's his name <laughs> his name is nick okay i don't know you know what what gets nick's wheels turning but you know put it in a way that is going to be appealing to him as well so i I, I'm I'm gonna overly gender this, and so uh, everybody be nice to me in the inter, in the internets on the internets. Um, I hear often a wife, say, a women saying, "I would love to be a part of your life." Coming at it from the joy angle, mm -hmm. how can how can I be? How can we do more of this thing called marriage together? Mm-hmm. I often hear men respond in that way to, I've already got this figured out, I'm fine. They want to be lone wolves. That's right. And so where, where I've seen women be successful, wives be successful, Tiffany, is saying, hey, our youngest is leaving the house. I want to go spend a half day together and dream about what could be. And when he says, well, you know, I've been really busy, the, the next answer is, because I'm scared to death to continue living like we are right now. And that has right. a way of stopping people in their tracks because no man, no husband worth one ounce of salt wants his wife scared. That's a good point. In her own home. Right. And so there's something right. about yeah, saying, I, I feel out of control. I feel like we don't know where we're going. I feel like we're going to wake up in 10 years and we're going to be in this exact spot. And I don't want that. Will you join me? Yeah, that's kind of because I like laid out everything already. I have a whiteboard. I have all of our amounts out mm -hmm. and, um, of what we owe and everything like that. And then just the other day, like this is when it hit me that he was just not on the same page. He said, I want to sell the trailer. And when I sell the trailer, I want to put it into some stocks. 
Oh. Right. And I was like, I thought we were paying bills. So let and me ask like, you. Well, I, yeah. Foundationally, who changed? Did you change? Or have you always, like, did you guys start out on a, a path together that is like, we um, believe in stocks and we believe in debt and we believe in, or have you always kind of been like, I don't know how I feel about this and just not talked about it? Like, I do want to know a little bit more of that because there is something in a relationship where it's like, wait a minute, I thought we were doing this together. And then one person truly like up and changes and doesn't want yeah, to. So um, I don't think either one of us changed. I think at this point, like I said, we got married really young mm-hmm. and um, we had financial struggle our whole entire life. This is the first time that I felt um, though. Yes, I have debt and I know you, we'll disagree, but this is the first time I felt like we could actually make a step forward Uh um, in, in our financial freedom um, where before we were always just drowning. Just trying to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to survive. So 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 Tiffany, here's what you've had. Yeah. You've had a husband that's been ashamed to look his wife in the eyes for most of your marriage. Because he's yeah. a small business owner that hasn't been able to create the world that he wanted to create. And he knew right. one one play. He had one tool in his toolkit, and that was hit the gas even harder. And don't take your foot off. And right. y'all have scratched and clawed, and he's got there. And now he's going to try to catch it up by, by putting it all on red seven, which is playing stocks. Right. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. And this is when you sit down and say, I'm scared to death. Right. So right. then let's look at, uh, you said you have it all whiteboarded out. Mm-hmm. What? Tell me about what's on the whiteboard. I want to know the numbers real quick. I want to know, give me in a nutshell, how much debt you have to pay off. You don't have to list it all out because we don't have a ton of time, but I want to know what you guys earn. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we bring in about a hundred thousand. Okay. About seventy thousand is mine, and then the rest is his. Um, being a small business owner, he, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's different, but that's, that's about right. it. And okay. then we um, owe about thirty-eight thousand dollars in in debt minus the mortgage, so it does not include the mortgage. And when you guys sell this trailer, what do you think it'll bring realistically? Or is that thirty-eight k mm. the trailer? No, 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 no. It's not the trailer. It's um, we own the trailer. The trailer probably bring in, I think, maybe 5000 Okay. So basically what you're trying to get him to see is that that money could be better spent. And you guys really aren't far away from freedom. You know, you pay off, you sell that trailer, you got thirty, you know, $33,000 to pay off with $100,000 income. You can pay that off lickety split. Save yourselves up three to six m- months of expenses. And you truly are home free. It's not like you guys have this seven-year path in front of you this can get cleaned up in a year or less especially if he goes and makes some more money exactly so have us have a sit down talk with them talk about how you feel change this thing this is the ramsey show all right you're listening to the ramsey show john deloney to my right i have an article on my desk that is honestly pretty crazy um it was an email before it was you know before it was sitting here on the desk and i looked at the email uh earlier today and it said garbage deals dealership puts customers in cars with three thousand dollar a month car payments 
that's wickety 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 whack like that's crazy that's nuts okay it says a new york fed survey published earlier this week indicated that in the fourth quarter of 2023 auto loan delinquencies reached levels not seen since right after the great recession more than a decade ago so we're hitting historical numbers here it says delinquency transaction rates have pushed past pre-pandemic levels the house- right, and we remember this though we remember during during the pandemic people were buying used cars yes on like 72 month notes that were like i have a buddy and if you ask him he's one of my oldest friends like what do you do for a living he says i make bad car loans and <laughs> even he said dude these loans i are like people are asking for are absolute madness i am just i i'm i'm really shocked and they're coming um, home to roost now but then it's getting worse it's getting worse man wow it says an edmund report from last year showed the percentage of drivers with plus $1,000 monthly payments jumped to an all-time high. The reason is that the average amount financed for a new vehicle is around $40,000. Folks are putting $40,000 cars. That's the average. Hold on. 17% of Americans. Yeah. That's crazy. Have a $1,000 monthly car payment. Yeah. When Listen, John. Golly! Look, John, a while back, we... we <laughs> That's insane! I... And that's for one car. $1,000. That's just one car. Most most households are a two-car household. Okay, that's... Uh, <laughs> that is groceries. It's a lot. And eating out. Or a car that at the most, at the most, you drive for, what, two hours? Maybe. And it sits in your driveway okay. or your garage or your parking lot where you work the par- the parking garage folks can't even see it because it's dark in there and that's they're a thousand dollars i i should have read this more closely before i looked at this yeah it's nuts so he says this episode is sponsored by preparation h because i got the hemorrhoids james a thousand dollars all right it gets worse it's it it goes down listen he says uh this leads us to two posts that were made by uh a certain instagram handle it says they shared what appeared to be an auto dealer sharing several images online of new customers financing vehicles with payments that are as much as monthly mortgage payments so in other words these people are in this instagram post and they're excited about the fact like you know god came through when i got me my deal you know and <laughs> it's always that too like yes uh, man god heard my prayer yeah it was a blessing and now i have a, a two thousand five hundred and fifty dollar monthly payment it says one person purchased a 2023 it's on the screen one person pu- purchased a 2023 tahoe with a two thousand five hundred and fifty dollar a month payment on an 84 month term that's almost a decade that's a depreciating asset it Ooh. will be Oh my god. Another person, that was just one guy. Another person bought a 2023 Sierra. Oh my gosh. 2500 Denali. Oh, with a $3,000 a month payment and he was locked in to a 96 <laughs> month. Look, there's the prayer hands. Why do they got to put the, Listen, <laughs> listen. And look me in my eye. God didn't have nothing to do with that. You did that. That oh is not a blessing. Gosh. Hey, can we just say Whew. Tahoe? I'd love to have a Tahoe. Uh, a, a, a brand new Sierra Denali. I love that car. And I can't imagine signing up for a 96 month term. And here's the thing, John. I'm a depreciating asset. I can't even get into the people that would sign for this. Like, 
the guys in the, in the photos or whoever, their their level of financial literacy is clearly very very low. Um, and they need shows like the Ramsey Show. Yeah. But whoever sold them this, I have questions about your integrity and who you are as a person. And you need King Coleman because you are not doing work that matters. You're doing work <laughs> work that causes pain. I mean, this is horrible. Um, just because you can get something doesn't mean you can you should get it. That's really the lesson here. Just because you can get it doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean uh, it was a blessing. It makes, it makes me think of that verse and all you're getting, get understanding and get wisdom. This is not wise. And just going out to get things because you can get it, because you can purchase. And on the other side, just making the sale because you can make it and because they're willing to sign. Each of those, there's responsibility on both sides of that right. scale. Uh, the consumer has a responsibility and the the person selling on the other end has a responsibility to society to do better. <laughs> to society. Okay? It's, a, it's a greater good. I... Uh, let, three thousand dollars. Let's, $3, let's a do month. some math. So the guy who's doing three thousand dollars a month on a ninety-six year term, uh, that let's do a little bit of uh, calculation here and see what that equivalates to over time. If he invested that money, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. It's four hundred thousand dollars. If he invested that money over the same term, instead of It'd paying four hundred grand, four hundred thousand dollars. So he's going to be sitting on a truck that's worth about 20 to 25% of what he bought it for in 96 months versus the the other side of that. Yeah. If for eight years, and here's what I did for people checking my math, I did 0% start, like he has no money to start. I did that he's investing it for eight years at an 8% return. 8% fine, whatever. It's not that great. Compounding monthly, so he's paying $3,000 in a month. And yeah, $400,000 in, in that range. Wow. That's what he's giving up to be able to post on Instagram and say, look at the car I got. I got my Sierra 2500 Denali. That's crazy. Congratulations, man. You just you just tied a boat anchor around your leg and yeah. you just jumped off the bridge, man. And it's just going down because we know new cars, they take that first hit. They you they lose 40 to 60% of their value in those first 3 to 4 years is critical. They lose it so quickly. And instead of that, he's you know, he's but he's got his car though. I, I I'm telling you, man, Ugh. the $1000 tripped me out. This the, these make me sick to my stomach. Um yeah, you can't. <sighs> Here's what people I, I, said. Let's hear what other people said on Twitter. This is what people responded. They said $288,000 for a truck that will depreciate in one fifth to one fifth of that long before it's paid off. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where he got the 2088. I don't know where he got that dollar amount from. It's going to be more than that. This guy said, dude, could be almost a third of the way through a 30 year mortgage on an expensive house when he pays off his truck. It is a mortgage. $400,000 is what he's sacrificing. Yeah. And can, here's the part that's making me sick to my stomach is people watch TV and they watch TikTok and they watch Instagram and they have this vision and maybe they know one guy at their church or one guy at their office or two guys at their office and they know that that person's rich, whatever rich means, mm -hmm. and that that person who's rich has car X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And what they don't know is behind closed doors, the average millionaire 
the number one car driven by millionaires is a is a Toyota. It's a Toyota. Wow. And this is how wealth transfer doesn't happen or does happen. Is somebody will end up taking this money and they're a millionaire and they're going to buy a used Tundra. They're going to buy yeah. a used Camry, a used Cadillac, yeah. and they're going to write a check for it. And then they're going to invest $3,000 a month and make four hundred grand. <laughs> and on the other side, someone's going to say, I got that same car, yet they're going to bury themselves. They're going to bury their financial future and the financial future of those who love them and those who come after them with this type of nonsense. And this is why we tell you guys, like and share the show. People, it's financial literacy at, at its finest. People Man. need it. They don't know. This is family tree stuff right here. They don't here. know. This is, this is ruining his family tree. He doesn't even know it. He thinks he's gotten a good deal. He's so excited. He's sharing it on social media. And we see that. We People need to know this information. Like and share the show so that people can get what we're teaching, which is knowledge. And we all know that knowledge is power. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney, and we are going to give you real talk about your life and your money and your relationships. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Just be prepared because we're going to keep it real. Let's go to Jeannie, who's in White Plains, New York. What's going on, Jeannie? Hi, John. Hi, Jade. Um, I have a very, very, very big, big problem. Uh Um, I lost my, I'm 58-year-old single mom of three grown boys. I lost, um, I had a trusted friend um, watching or my money and um, we lost it all, 600, 400,000 in a brokerage firm and he went into my retirement fund. So it's over 600,000 that I lost. Oh no. Um, obviously I'm devastated, um, but thank you Dr. John that I've been listening to you for a long time. So I've been trying my best. I'm in like trauma therapy and <laughs> trying my best. I'm a nurse. Um, I, I make around $80,000 a year. I took a second job and I'm bringing in an extra $4,000 a month. Um, I own a home that I have $400,000 in equity and I'm just not sure what the next step is for investing. I'm, I could sell the house. Should I sell the house? Because I always led my life, you know, correctly, no credit card debt. I paid for my children's college, and now this is where I'm stuck. All right. Oh, oh, Go hold ahead. Jeannie, um, I hate this for you. You trusted a close friend, huh? Yes. Was that friend, um, like, so mm-hmm. what my, one of my college roommates is my smart vester pro, manages my money. Right, so I I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna call him right after the show. Just kidding. I know he's doing great, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um, it, did your friend like make stupid bets, or was your friend in charge of a mutual fund that just went belly up? You think he was trying to make a lot of money, and he was day trading, basically day oh, trading, geez. went through hundreds hundreds of thousands of dollars day trading, and then he lost oh all gosh. that, didn't want to tell me, he was giving me fake statements, and... Oh. So he's a criminal. Yeah. Your friend is a criminal. That's fraud. He is, and I've gone to, we've gone to the white plank, you know, with filing charges, good, good, good. And, um, but then okay. he went outside of the brokerage firm to my retirement account, and now oh. I'm having all these tax implications. Well, he robbed you. He stole from you. I know. Yeah, so, so we're going to deal with that um, on a separate issue, okay? Here's the big one. Have you forgiven Jeannie yet? Because until you do that, you're not going anywhere. You're going to sit right not in yet. the middle of this. You have to. I think I will be able to, but not yet. Okay. How fresh any, is this? Any, 
December 18th. Ooh, child. Oh. You're, <laughs> you're going to have to... Okay, let's just, be, let's just cut right to it. Be real honest. How much of this do you know in your gut things have been kind of shady for a while? Or were you just caught flat off guard? Caught flat off guard. Okay, then you oh. got to forgive yourself. Listen... We we have in our in our culture we have like a process for when a friend stabs us in the back. We don't have a good psychology for when a friend stabs us right in the face. And that's okay. what happened to you. Yeah. They looked you in the eye. They didn't do anything conniving behind your back. He stared you down and you lost everything. Yeah, when he went into my retirement fund, he had like paper checks, you know, hard copy checks cut and took it out of my mailbox yeah he stole i would never take out he's a criminal but, um, he's a crook listen you yeah. have to set that down here's why your emotional reactivity is going to color what you do next okay and you have to go into this next season as clear-eyed as you can be what does that mean setting down the rage setting down the anger setting down your own self-hatred setting all that crap down so that you can okay. make a true plan moving forward. I will listen to you. Is that, is that fair? I can't even today just, just trying to pump gas. I'm shaking because yeah, I feel are. like I'm putting diesel in because I can't even make the decision on which gas pump. That's right, because you have lost the foundation with which you walk on, mm -hmm. which is trust in Jeannie. you gotta, you got to let yourself know, okay. I got robbed. Mm -hmm. Not by your hand, but in your lap. This is not your fault. Yes. Most people, most of the time, have a little gut feeling that their buddy's kind of shady. Not no. you. Okay. You trusted no, this I dude. I did. And he stole from you. Mm -hmm. He was making fake statements, but he was handing them. Let, to hey, me. hey, let it. You got to set it down. Because okay. here's why: none of that that will come up in court. Hopefully, this idiot goes to jail. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Anytime you have to divert into, and then he did this and he did this, all you're doing is taking energy away from the current moment moving forward and dragging it into the back. Okay. Let's not go into the back seat anymore. We're done back there. We have to okay. make a plan moving okay. forward. Fair? Yes, it's fair. Okay. I, I will listen to you. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about the financial angle of this. So you're living in a paid-for home. It's worth 400000 Tell me what other assets you have. No, it's not it's not paid for. It's worth six hundred thousand, and I have um, two hundred thousand left on the mortgage. Okay. Okay. So you got four hundred thousand in equity. Tell me. Tell me what. Tell me what other money you have laying around. I didn't have any other money, not even an emergency fund. But I've built up um, an emergency fund of eight thousand dollars since December eighteenth. Okay. Whoo! You're getting after it, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, want. I you work to in a group home all night long. I work all night now. I want you to keep that intensity. I want you to build up six months of expenses, whatever that is, basic expenses, whatever it takes. If something were to happen for you to keep things running in your household. Um, okay. You told me you're taking some overtime. How much are you bringing home every month? Um, around 7,000. Okay. And how much of that is margin? Like how much of it is extra after you pay your bills, you get groceries? Oh, well, to be honest, maybe it's more because right now the margin is 5000 Okay, so you got 5000 a margin. That's good. So I do. First things first is you're building up this emergency fund. And then after that, of all the money that you're bringing home, I want you to start investing 15% of it. We're just walking. We're walking old school baby steps here. I want you investing 15% into your 401k basics. All right? Okay. And then after okay. that, 
we can start looking at while you're doing that, we can start looking at making extra mortgage payments because I want this $200,000 paid off. I want your home paid off by the time in the next 10 years. Like I want it done. And I want you to go into retirement at 65 okay. with a paid for house and you've been investing. And then at 68, if you decide to retire, you will have been investing at least $5,000 a month for the next 10, for the last 10 years. Fair enough. Okay. Okay, okay, so let's do. Sell. I was thinking of selling the house and using that to, to build more money. No, I, I want you I to be. You I want to you to be sixty-five yet. with a paid-for house that no one can ever okay. take from you. Because here's the thing: okay. mm-hmm. if you invest, I'm putting this in my. You know, I'm. I love a compound interest calculator. If you start yes. with zero, and I'm just putting this in here, if you start with zero dollars. After and you invest for 10 years, so from the time you're 58 to the time you're 68, and you get yes. some great rate of return funds, maybe you're in a 10% annualized rate of return, and you're okay. doing this every monthly, $5,000 a month, right? Yes. If I calculate yes. that, that's showing me that you're going to have a million dollars. Really? Yes. Okay. So you've got time. Like John said, it's very the, the emotions are high right now, but our emotions aren't high. This didn't happen to us. So we we can look at the numbers and we're looking at them clear and focused. This is just showing you investing over the course of the next 10 years, $400,000 of income and the rest of it is growth. I can do that. Yeah, you, you can. can do that. And you're going to do more because you're working like a wild woman right now. I am because I can't be home. If I am home, all I just do is cry. But if I'm at work, I'm okay. Okay, but hold on. Don't work yourself into a grave as punishment for what you think you did wrong. Okay. You got hit in the mouth by somebody who said, I love you. Yeah. You got taken advantage of. You did not do something wrong. So you're going to have a season. You're going to have a decade when you thought you'd be landing the plane. You ain't landing the plane, honey. You're going to be working hard. Yes. But we're going to be working for something, not to punish ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I'm working for something, not to punish. Okay. We're working so that at 70, you're going to be one of those rad New York ladies with huge glasses walking around telling guys like <laughs> me to get off the sidewalk with our hacky sacks. That's what you're That's working right. for, right? You don't need to beat yourself up. You didn't do anything wrong. You got robbed, man. And now we're going to go make it moving forward. Hang on the line. We're going to hook you up with Financial Peace University. We want you to watch all the courses. And we're going to hook you up with a session with a financial coach to give you some peace of mind moving forward. This is The Ramsey Show.